Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong, and I'm so excited for our guest for today. You are going to have the opportunity to get to know Marley Ansel, who is so amazing. She is a spiritual teacher, master coach. She lives in the South, and uh, she's also a suburban witch. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Marley. I'm so thrilled you're here. Hi. I love that name, Sacred Emergence. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here. And I mean, we connected when, um, well, we connected through a human design reading. And I was like, your energy mm-hmm. is beyond. It's just so magnetic. And, um, and I just love what you share on the interwebs, on Facebook. And I'm so excited that you're here to just share with us your stories and how you lead your life. I know that um, you were in corporate back in like early 2019 and then you were like, nope. And now you're like a thriving entrepreneur. Um, Mm. Yeah. So, and you just, before we hit record, you were just sharing me like all the synchronicities of like your new place. So there's just so much to dive into. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The story. Um, So I'll say this, my, my life has gone chaotically according to plan. Mm, That is so good. I love it. (laughs) So it's, it wasn't until, cause you know, hindsight is 2020, right? So it wasn't until I was successfully running my own business that I could look back and see the synchronicities all fall into place. And I remember being in college and I had, I had three stages of life that I knew I wanted to do, you know, and I was never, I was never the girl who planned her wedding. I was never the girl that was like, I want the picket fence and the children and all of that. I was never that. Everything was always focused on what do I want to do in this world? Like mm. my career, who do I want to be? You know? So I was always very ambitious. And I remember in college, I had, I had a vision and it's like phase one, phase two, phase three. And it wasn't until phase three that I looked back and saw that I did them all. But phase one, I wanted to be in corporate. I wanted to be this badass in corporate that got promoted all the time. And I saw myself, you know, being that, that just like that vision of that woman, that's just like power. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's just running the show at her corporate office. So I wanted to be in corporate. I wanted to just be an amazing, like boss level person in corporate. I wanted to live in a city, like in this, the, um, metropolitan of a city. So I thought it'd be like New York or Atlanta or something, you know, but I wanted to be in the city where you're walking everywhere. And I saw myself like walking to my office and then I wanted to run my own business. And it wasn't until I started running my own business that I then looked back and I thought, Oh, okay. I wasn't corporate. I got promoted every year that I was in corporate. And that's not to say, I don't actually think I was that good. I, I, I don't, 
maybe I was good at what I did, but I didn't love it. And that's mm-hmm. what I should say. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I lived in uh, downtown Charlotte, which is uptown is what they call it here. Cause you go up the hill to uptown. And then there was a whole thing where they were trying to, to market it as the place you want to be. But I lived in the city and then I quit corporate and I started running my own business. And so it was a very like up, down, emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. of a ride, but I can be here and look back and see how my intentions created their own fulfillment. And I didn't even realize it until I got here. And I always tell my people, the lucky ones pay attention because you can be in the very manifestation of everything you always wanted. And because you're looking towards the next goal, you can miss what you created, you know? So like, mm. I'm sitting here in the full manifestation of my past self's dream life. And I could miss that so easily if I wasn't paying attention to it because I'm already focused on the next thing of where I want to go, right? Like that's only human. I have my next goals in front of me. I have the next big things I want to create. But to take a moment and say, oh my gosh, look at, look at what I've done. Look at what's here, you know? So the way that I got here is that's a story. We can dive into that if you want. If you want to. I love it. Well, I just feel like that's such badass because like I love that you were like, okay, I want to be in corporate and I also want to have a business. Um, a lot of times I think people are like binary or I'm either going to be in corporate for the rest of my life, mm. you know, but you had that vision. So like you knew that your time in corporate was going to be like, it's going to, there's going to be an end date. Um, and so I think that's beautiful. And I also love how when you started your business, it was like right off the go successful. And you're mm-hmm. before we hit the record button, you're like, yeah, I because you know, the typical seed that gets planted in people's brain is like, oh, it's gonna take five years, it's gonna take time for your business to grow. And you're like, no, I'm not having any of that. So I want to hear more about how that worked. And like, like that's ballsy, right? To quit job, start a business. Like, I would love to hear that process. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't have that level of patience, you know, and and it wasn't like, it's kind of a, it's kind of polar because if you look at, when I tell you the whole timeline, it's an immense amount of patience, but when it was, when it was go mode, like I was not willing to only charge like a hundred dollars for the month or something like that. Like I wasn't willing to do the, I did the work your way up the ladder in corporate. I wasn't going to do it in my own business. Mm, You know what I mean? That's good. And I had been doing the work. So I didn't, I was not a jump all in screaming into the fire. Let's hope I can make money, uh, convergence into my business. I didn't do that. I had been studying. So I, I teach universal law. I teach the energetics behind your business, behind your life, behind your relationships, And I had been studying the work for over a decade, like Mm. applying it into my own being, you know, never even a thought of how I'm going to start a business from it. I was doing it just to improve my own life, Mm. you know, like so that I could make more money in my job so that I could be happier so that I could create more for my life. I didn't know how it was all going to play out. But like you said, I did know there is no way in, in sweet heaven, I am going to stay in corporate forever. Like there was no way I was going to do that. You know, I knew that there was more ahead of me. I just didn't know exactly what it looked like. So when I started moving exponentially faster towards starting my own business, the way that it looked was feeding myself at a higher rate. So 
going to more seminars, going to, you know, doing the programs, um, learning as much as I possibly could about how this energy works. It wasn't so much about how to start a business. It was like, if I, I knew if I improved me, my life would have to improve. Like I just had that innate understanding Mm. that if I work on me, everything around me has to go up too. And so I was doing that for years. I mean, years with no intention of starting a business. And then it was, you know, all things fall into place in synchronicity. And we were talking about this before we hit record, how much of it is pre-planned like destiny versus you have the free will. You know, I think we have the free will to not show up for our destiny, to not show up for our plan. But when we are willing, things fall in place. Mm. And I had a friend who was just starting to get into the, the online coaching world, online business world. I didn't even know it existed. You know? And, and she kind of brought me in. She's like, Marley, I think you're going to love this person, this person, you need to follow this person. And so I did. And all of a sudden I'm getting introduced to this world where people are teaching and coaching online. And, and I started to have these click moments of, oh my gosh, why, why would I not teach the thing that I'm obsessed with, the thing I'm doing Mm -hmm. every day, all day on myself. Like, why would I not just bring this to the world? Right. And I had no idea how to start an online business, zero zip idea how to do this. So I did what I knew to do, which was I found someone who was doing what I wanted to do and I hired them and I asked them a million questions, you know, which I... (laughs) I think is the most, like I, I couldn't, so it was a mastermind that I was in and I showed up to every single call and I showed up in the Facebook or the Facebook group constantly. And I was just asking a million questions of like how to do this. And I was always so shocked by the people who didn't show up because I was like, we paid to be here. Like you have someone who's making six figures right in front of you how in the world are you not coming and asking a million questions, you know, but it was yeah. like, whatever, I don't care. I'm showing. <laughs> and so I'm a, I'm a huge, I understood because of my years of, of studying personal development and studying universal law and energy and all of these things. I understood that if I got in proximity to somebody who was doing it, that I was going to get there a lot faster. Mm, so and good. so, so I did. And, um, in the time period of being in that mastermind, asking all the questions, I launched my first offer. And my first offer was a $1,000 a month intensive. And it was two, two coaching calls per week. And it was supposed to be two half hour calls per week. But I tend to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> these ended up being like 90 minute sessions. And so but these were my first clients and I signed two clients right off the bat. And it was like, game on door open. Mm -hmm. I'm a coach now. Right. And it was the most exciting and exhilarating thing. And I just understood how, if you show up for, if you show up for the work, it's going to show up for you. You know, Mm -hmm. I had this, I had this sign on my wall that said, honor the work and the work will honor you. Um, And I just, I just knew, you know, and so I just went for it. And then from there, I did a group program. I had, um, I had like six people, I think in that. And then that group program from that group program, I relaunched a different one-on-one container. And then that built up to like 10 people. Wow. Which was pretty insane, but it was all word of mouth, you know, and I, I should say this, let me back up. 
building the business, I did, um, before I ever, ever launched an offer, I showed up every single day on live video and stories, giving a powerful lesson of the day, just mm. teaching, just giving value, you know? And, and I was doing it inside, um, it's funny. We have a series going right now on my reels. That's called from grandma's Buick to the suburban witch. <laughs> and it, I was driving my grandma's Buick at the time, driving to my corporate job, my grandma's Buick, because I had this thing with a car payment. Like I didn't want a car payment, <laughs> <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> which is really funny. But, um, so I'm driving my grandma's Buick that was given to me. And every day, in, I lived about 30 minutes from my office in the corporate job. Um, there would be this bottleneck of traffic and you're stagnant or you're going 10 miles an hour. So every day I would just whip out my phone and I would say powerful lesson of the day, number 27 you know, or whatever. And so I did that every single day, no offer, no plan of how I was going to make money. It was just the thing I knew to do. Mm. And so this is why like I teach connection and I teach intuitive pulls over strategy mm -hmm. because when you follow the thing that doesn't really make sense, but feels good, you always get there faster. Like you mm. always get there faster. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was just doing what felt good. But yeah. looking back, what I, it's a, what I was doing was a strategy. I didn't know that because I was just following intuitive pulls, right? Which is the whole thing in itself. But I was building my audience. I was establishing myself as an expert. I was creating connection and relationships with my people. And I was becoming a part of their routine. I was showing up consistently. So they knew that I was reliable. They're watching me every day. I was becoming a part of their morning routine just by showing up in my grandma's view. <laughs> oh my day. God, that's incredible. <laughs> Oh, that's you know? And so it just built organically and, and it did. I had success very quickly. That was, I launched my first program in October of 2018. That was the one-on-one -on -one intensive. And um, by March, 2019, I had quit my corporate job. And then I had my first really huge launch, which is now the Lightworker Society. It's my signature program. And um, it was a $30,000 a month. Wow. And, and from there it was like, 30,000, 20,000, 30,000, like the highest that I had hit is, um, 38,000. And I remember staring at that number and being like, that came through my bed. What? Like it, it's when you start to play in this like realm of magic and miracles and like money is energy. It's almost like it loses meaning, mm. you know, like you're, you're staring at it and you're like, I have never seen this much money in my whole life, but like it's in my bank account. So I'm staring yeah. at it, you know, I'm like, Oh my God. And it was wild and it, it really was incredible. But what I will say is I think a lot of people try to jump into running a business thinking it's going to be successful right off the bat before they do the personal development work on themselves mm. and personal development and working on my own energy is my tippy top priority. It, that's yeah. first in everything. Like I don't start my day before I come into my, my meditation office room here and just be and journal and meditate. And I, I always feed me and I'm always looking at what is the undercurrent energy that I'm holding? Am I trying to force something into place? Am I stressing out about something that doesn't even need to be stressed out about? Am I seeing the lack instead of the abundance? Like I'm always doing the work on myself. And I think that is a huge part of why it was so successful right out the gate. Also, I did not pay any mind to anyone who said it had to be hard. 
Like, yeah, I was like, mm, no, thank you. I'm going to allow it. One of my, our, in my community, we always say it gets to be easy. It gets to be easy. And that's not to say that you don't face emotional challenges. Like that is the hard part. The emotionality right. from here to there is the hard part. The actual action of running a business is not the hard part. Mm-hmm. It's the emotions that you have in between, you know? And so it was, it, it launched and it has been successful ever since it has been multiple six figures, like every, every year, um, in bookings, 150 cash, the first year, 150 cash, the second year, you know, we're on track to about 300 this year. And so it's like, the consistency was created from the consistency in my own energy. And that is not to say that I did not have days, months even, where I was crying on the floor because I was so frustrated with the emotionality that I was working through. Mm-hmm. Because entrepreneurship is a ride. Yeah. You know, you're you're up down, you're up down all the time. And I went through a, a time period in 2020. I call it the year of like walking through the shadow of the valley of death because it was this huge shedding that happened within me. Once I had success so easily, your brain naturally goes to the next level. You know, you're like, what's the next goal? Okay, great. How do I get to a $50,000 a month, $70,000 a month, all this stuff, right? Which is great. Except I looked at it and thought that I had to do things differently Mm. to get to the next level. So what I ended up doing was, and thankfully I had stabilized my energy so much that my clients were not affected by this and my, my money wasn't affected by this. My money stabilized, but I personally went through this massive shedding of thinking I needed to be more structured. Mm. I needed to be like those, you know, those people that you see with their like 18 step website funnel plan and and all of that nonsense. (laughs) I had this, I like, oh, I need to get super structured. I need 18 people on my team, you know? And then I like hired a bunch of people and I didn't know what to tell them (laughs) because I didn't have that level of organization yet. (laughs) And so I ended up firing all of the people on my team. And and it was, it was such a period of growth for me, you know, Mm -hmm. to see and understand. And it's what I now call the challenge loop, because what it does is it takes you on this journey of healing and discovery. It was so necessary. I had to do it because the belief I was holding was that I had to be more than I was in order to be the next level of success. And this is never the Uh, truth. That's so good. You know? I mean, I hear that. I hear people say like, in order to be where you want to be, you have to become that next level person. So what's your, is that different than what you just shared? Yeah. So, 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 so what I discovered was, so my natural state of being is like chaotic flow. Like I am just, I am creative at my core. I am flow. I've, I have bought 18 calendars and planners and I do nothing with them. You know, it's like, (laughs) they just sit there. Right. But it was because what I was trying to do was structure me. Hmm. Here's what I learned inside what I call the challenge. So the challenge loop takes you on this really big healing journey. And then it brings you right back to where you were. And now you have the choice again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is, I went on this and what I discovered was I was, I thought I had to structure who I was in Mm. order to create this next level, but who I am, who I, 
who I was and who I am at my core was this creative flow. And I was trying to put that in a box and uh-huh. never, ever, 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 right? The universe says you can have everything you want, not like that, not at the cost of your soul, not at the suppression of who you are, right? And so when I was, when I hit this sort of fork in the road where I decided to go on the challenge loop because I didn't know what I was doing, instead of going on the challenge loop, what I was, I'm not going to say what I was supposed to do, but what I had the option to do was create a structure that amplified my creative flow even more. Mm. The, the answer was not to structure who I am and change who I am to get to the next level. The answer was create a structure that allows you to be even more of who you are, Mm, right? Amplify who you are even more. My who I am, my crazy chaotic flow, create creativeness left and right, created a $30,000 a month within the first five months of my business, right? There was nothing wrong with me. But there was that part of me that needed that healing, that Mm. thought, oh, you have to be different. You have to be different if you're going to have this. And what I understood in this like crazy amount of healing that I went through, which was amazing in hindsight, was that it has always, always ever been about becoming even more of who you are. Mm. Be you even more. The answer was flow even more. Be even more creative. That was the answer to creating more in your business, creating more in your life. But all things in perfect timing, I had to heal in yeah. order to see that. So. I love it. And now you have that wisdom to, to teach other people. And then now you yes. have that, that contrast of like, let's not do that challenge loop again. So. Right, right. And it, and it is. And I, you know, this is the reason we, we become experts, right? Is because we move through the failure, yeah. you know, or quote failure, whatever you want to call it. It's only yeah. failure if you quit. But because I have experienced the challenges and because I have experienced the thing that I would advise people not to do, now I have expertise in this area to guide you. And that's, that's why we can collapse time through hiring someone who's doing what you want to do because they can just speak to you and say, hey, I have done that. You don't, you don't want to do that. Let, let me tell you what you want to do. <laughs> I love what you said about um, when you follow what doesn't make sense, you get there faster. Like, yeah, that's so beautiful because that's the fear that I think most people have is like, well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. And da, 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 da. well, logic ties to linear time. So yeah, you'll get there on linear time. <laughs> and, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about this this morning. So inside my group, I've been doing what's called coffee and messages from the vault because I uh, I journal constantly mm-hmm. and and that's where I connect. It's sort of like my my open portal for channeling. And uh, I've been reading, like just reading raw out of my journal inside my group. And we were talking about this today that the all vibrational realities exist here. Like there we have, we live in the illusion or the perception of a linear timeline, but the only thing that exists is here and now, right? Time is non-existent. And so I'm going to experience the reality that I'm a vibrational match for. Mm. So meaning all realities are present. And the way that this was like delivered to me and like a, like a channeled message was like, <laughs> it's, it's sort of funny. I woke up in the middle of the night and received this that all, all realities exist here and now. So if you want to experience something different, you, you shift your vibration, you shift your energy. And the way that the image came through though, was like, 
you know, those movies where they show like different timelines happening simultaneously. Yeah. And it's like, there's an ax murderer right next to you, but you don't have awareness of it because you're on a different timeline. <laughs> it, it was like that. It sounds so <laughs> crazy, <laughs> but it was like, it was like, that was the image I got. All vibrational realities are existing here in the present moment. And you're going to experience whatever one your energy is a vibrational match for. So if I am in an experience of lack, then I'm experiencing a vibrational reality that matches lack, meaning I'm looking and all I can see is what's not there. Mm -hmm. But if I want to experience vibrational reality of abundance, then the only thing that I need to do is to begin shifting my perception to what is there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I it's like it. you're shifting to what is versus what is not. And you're going to shift your vibrational reality. The thing is, we do this all the time, all day, every day. We're kind of um, in and out of different realities, mm-hmm. you know, depending on on the energy that we've got this like kind of baseline energy that's always pretty constant because we have to have a certain level of certainty to not go insane. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> on the surface, we're kind of playing with it all the time. You know, the, this is the, those days where everything is just like, it feels so good and it's so peaceful and it's so free. And you can see the, the abundance in the world of gratitude. And it's like, you're living in that reality right Mm -hmm. then. And then something will take you and you're like, Oh gosh, what about the rent tomorrow? Right. And then you're shifting into a new vibrational reality. So the work is training your vibrational reality to see what it is that you want to see, you know, and so you shift. (laughs) I love it. It's fun. And we call it magic, you know, but it's, it's all that is. It's like the energy is all that is. Magic is just like this term we use to kind of categorize what we're learning. Well, I, and before we were recording, you were sharing how you got your house, your, oh my gosh, it was, I just love like, yeah. Can you, can you share, like share, like, yeah, share the whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Settle in. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, this journey to this house has forever changed my life. I mean, the lessons that I understand now so clearly it makes so much sense to me why it happened the way that it did instead of happening like perfectly how I expected it should have happened, you know? So we found out we were renting um, a townhouse close to, to the city and the person who owned it wanted to sell it. And we knew that that was a possibility, but we thought like, surely we're not going to be moving in like two months. And then she's like, Hey, I think I'm going to sell it. We're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> we're moving in two months. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which was fine, you know, like the way that Robert and I handle anything is um, the unknown creates expansion, you know, so Mm, it's just like, cool, whatever, let's go, you know, we can handle whatever it is. And so we thought, well, this might be a perfect time to start looking at buying a house because, you know, we know we're going to be in this in Charlotte, at least for the next decade, because Violet is seven. So at least until she's 18, we'll be in in Charlotte. Um, and our thought was if it's easy and it flows, then great. Let's look at buying, you know, and all things kind of seem to be falling in place. You know, the, the financial mortgage people want you to have two years of consistent business. I was right at two years of consistent business, you know, if you're an entrepreneur. Um, so we started walking down that path of looking at buying 
And we just kept having the weirdest things happen. Like we were talking to one financial mortgage company and then the agent or whatever that we were talking to, like literally fell off the face of the earth, like just stopped messaging us back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then we're like, well, maybe we need, we're, cause they always tell you to talk to several different ones. Right. So then we start talking to another, another guy. And, uh, and that was going well. He understood like how backwards the, the mortgage system is. And it's like, you have to check 18 boxes in order to, for it to all go through. And he's like, but we can do it. And I was like, all right, cool. So then he falls off the face of the earth. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> and he, so he finally messages back and he's like, oh, sorry, I had surgery. <laughs> Just like that. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. And, and Robert's Robert said, Oh my gosh, I hope it was planned. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah, it was planned, but it didn't really go as well as expected. So he was like out of capacity for a few days, you know? So then we are literally two weeks out from the date that we have to move at this point because all this weird stuff was happening. And so we get to this point and we're, you know, you can't close on a house in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So we, we just said, okay, you know what? I think that it is not flowing. (laughs) (laughs) This is not flow. (laughs) This is not flow. So we pivot, we pivot to renting and we were fine with it. You know, we weren't, we're not attached to, to having to have to buy a house. It's a very old school mentality of like, you have to have a house, you know, to be worth something or whatever it is that we're taught, you know? So we pivoted to renting. And so then we're looking for a rental house. We find a place that on, in the pictures looks really beautiful and we get excited about, and we go to see it and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. It needs some work. And, and what we were running into a lot were places that, because the the housing market in Charlotte is so insane because we have such an influx of people, you know, we're a huge banking city. So like college graduates, like Mm. come here in just droves, you know, (laughs) just like, Mm. And so, um, what we were running into a lot was houses of a lesser quality than what we were currently in charging more money. So it was a hard kind of place for us to be because it it felt like a settling vibe, you know, it's like, oh, we could make it work, but it didn't feel a hundred percent good. So we're human and we were like, well, but we're moving in two weeks. So maybe we just put an application in on this place. Yeah. (laughs) And so we did, and something happened with the application. The application fell through. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, so we had this, this moment where I was so frustrated. I didn't understand, you know, and I'm a huge person of all things with purpose, all things for a reason, but I was getting so mad about it because it quite literally felt like I was hitting an edge, a wall, a block, and there was no other direction opening up, you know? Uh, I remember like talking to Robert so frustrated and I was just like yelling. I was like, Jesus, God, you know, can, can I get a direction, please? <laughs> so frustrated. And so a week out, I said to Robert, I think we need to journal because this is how I solve my whole life. You know, I go to my journal and I ask the questions to get the underlying layer And my thought behind it was, if our strategy was going to work, 
it would have worked by now. So there has to be something else happening here. There has to be something under the surface that we're not looking at, that we're just kind of running, running on top of, and we need to look at. So um, even though Robert, you know, lives in this magical, chaotic, like world with me of energy and universe <laughs> and all of that, he still gets resistance journaling, you know, and he, and he's like, oh, I don't even know what to journal though, uh-huh. you know? I said, you just journal what's going through your mind. That's it. You know, what's here. And so I started my journal entry with literally, okay, so here we are. Here I am. We are, it was 10 days. We are 10 days out from moving and we have no idea where we're going to go. What is here for me? (laughs) And the first thing I wrote was so we have a camper van and I told you we we traveled for like five months across the country in the camper van which was a total adventure and so fun uh I literally wrote in this journal I would rather live in the van than move to suburbia Mm. that was underlying in my energy I had all these hang-ups around like a suburban neighborhood and conformity and you know like I had this definition of what it meant and so in journaling all of this out, what it, I kind of have like a conversation between me and like my guides, my spirit guides. Mm-hmm. And what it came to was know yourself and everything falls into place. Know who you are and you will see clearly. Suburbia doesn't matter. Suburbia, uptown, downtown, it doesn't matter. Know who you are and you will see. Mm-hmm. And it was just the most profound, like, oh my gosh. Oh my God, I was making it mean all these things as if my environment dictates who I am, you know? Mm. And it was this switch of perspective change. And then Robert's journaling was, he had this old school mentality that wasn't even his. It was a belief system that's just, you know, because you live into your family, you live into society. An old belief system that said owning a house means security. Mm -hmm. and totally based in scarcity, totally based in, in, if I'm renting, I'm throwing away money, you know, all of these things that aren't, aren't true, but are drilled into us, you know? And what he came to was a home is, is like a car. It is a tool to provide something for you. Mm. It's a tool. So, so get the tool that's going to provide what you need. And sometimes like a car, it's better to lease than to own. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the market, like it is now where people are paying double the value of a house just to get into a house. It's like, it's smarter to lease a house right now. Right. And so it freed up all of this energy that was just blocking us. So he had a block around renting. I had a block around buying. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. So we were keeping ourselves stagnant as we were trying to move forward, right? Mm. So a few days before this, I had had a vision of a house. Like I, I could just see myself sitting in this house and I could see it so clearly that I sketched the floor plan out. Like I I could see everything exactly how it was. And in my mind, this would be something that we would end up building at some point later in life, you know, because it was a very unique floor plan. You know, it's, it just wasn't typical. And so I had no attachment to how do I make this happen? How do I get this right now? It just, I could see it clearly and it felt good. So I literally lived in that vibe for that when I drew it, you know, I, I felt the joy around it. It felt so good. I went to bed feeling the joy around it. And I really understood, you know how Abraham Hicks says, enjoy the feeling of your manifestation before you actually are in the manifestation, you know? 
And I, I, I was remembering that of it feels good just to imagine this. So I'm just going to live here. I don't know how this is going to happen. I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to go to bed thinking about this because it feels really good. <laughs> I love it. And so I did that. So we do our journaling. And then the next day we start setting up appointments to go and look at rentals. Well, we end up going a little further south of Charlotte into a smaller kind of suburb town of, of Charlotte. And we look at a house. It's okay. Again, charging more for less quality, but that led us to start looking more in this same area. I am literally like, we go to lunch at this downtown cute little restaurant and I'm literally just sending messages like Zillow, like, I want to see your house. I want to see your house. I want to see your house. Cause it's like, we got to move in like three days. (laughs) And so, um, one of the houses, the guy emails me back and he says, Hey, I'm closing on the house on Tuesday, but if you want to come see it tomorrow, you can. And it was, I was confused when he said closing, you know, and I thought, does he, maybe he doesn't understand what I meant. Like I'm looking for a rental and not to buy. Anywho, turns out he had bought the house as an investment property and he's wanting to rent it out. Ah, okay. So it literally was, it just got finished getting built this Mm. house. And so like the refrigerator wasn't even in it yet, you know? And he's like, but you can come if you want to, you come and see it. So we come and we meet the guy. So super nice. We're walking through the house and he's like, okay, there's a smaller bedroom over here, right off of the living room. And then there's a bath right here. And I'm looking at this and in my drawing of the, the house that I saw, there's a smaller bedroom right off of the living room that I wanted for my office with a bathroom right next to it. And I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's, that's kind of a coincidence there. <laughs> and then we go upstairs and, um, we have two little girls and the one thing that they wanted, because they're going to have their own rooms in the new house, they wanted a connecting Jack and Jill bathroom. Mm. So in my floor plan that I envisioned and drew, I had a connecting Jack and Jill bathroom. So we go upstairs and uh, the guy who's showing us the house, he says, and these two bedrooms are connected with a Jack and Jill bathroom. And I said, I'm sorry, what? I just got chills like a third time talking to you. Right. I, 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 what? I'm sorry. What? And I, I'm freaking out because it's, I'm seeing, I am walking the thing that I envisioned a week before and I, I can't quite comprehend it. Mm. You know, it's one of those miracle, magical things where you're in it and you realize that you're in it, but you, your brain can't take it in. You know, your brain is like, is this real? Is this actually happening right now? So I'm so excited to get home and look at my floor plan that I drew (laughs) because I'm like, I need to see this. (laughs) If this is like exactly what I had envisioned. (laughs) And so I'm realizing that I just walked my vision. I just manifested an entire freaking house in under a week. And I can't quite comprehend this. (laughs) And I'm still freaking out about it where like the human part of me goes, but what if we don't get it? Mm. What if we don't get to move into here? You know, because we run our own business and there, here's this guy who has this house as an investment property and we're having conversations with him. And he's like, well, but how do you make money? Can you, can you tell me how you make money again? You know, and I'm telling, we ran our own business, you know, and he, he said, yeah, you know, uh, can you show me like your, your tax returns? And I was like, yeah. sure. 
of course, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. We understand that it, it's not conventional, you know, so yeah. if it, it makes you feel comfortable, absolutely. So we leave the house and I am, I am settling into what just happened and I'm freaking out and I can feel the little girl part of me feeling like we did something wrong. You know, like we, we don't check all of the boxes of conventionality. Maybe we shouldn't even get the house. Maybe we don't deserve the house because we didn't do it the way that they said we should do it. Mm. You know, and I can feel that part of me going on overdrive thinking I should have fit in with all the things that I never could fit into. And it's like my grown part of me, like the soul part of me that like knows that really solid foundational part was like speaking to this little girl in mm-hmm. me and, and saying, did we actually do something wrong here? Do we live a bad life or do we live a good life? And are we doing it differently than, than most of society? And are we not happier than most of society? Like, aren't we doing life really well? <laughs> you know? so good. And, and it was this conversation between the part of me that felt like I, I'm supposed to fit into conventionality and I don't, something's wrong with me. And the part of me that has been leading my life for the last few years, the way that I choose to lead it, you know, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my entire life. But there was still a part of me that said, but you should have gone with the $4,000 a month corporate job. Then you would fit, you know, you were doing the thing that crushes your soul. You would fit (laughs) (laughs) that part of you. And so I had this like talk of me to me, you know, saying, I believe in us. I believe in what we're capable of. No, we didn't check the box. We didn't, we tried it. It didn't work out for us. You know, (laughs) we're living life better than the most of the people that I know, you know, living a life of freedom, living a life where I'm making money, doing something that actually makes a ripple effect difference Mm -hmm. in the world, you know, and I can see the real time effects of it. We live a life of freedom. We traveled the country for five months in a camper van, just because, you know, we can pick up and go at any point in time. Like maybe we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, and it was this moment of, I believe in me. I believe in myself. So why wouldn't anybody else in the world, even the most conventional person ever, why wouldn't they believe in me? If I do, I go all in on myself every single day. Why wouldn't someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. So and it was this like lining up of me to me, like me getting on my own team. And so then we, um, we were going to a grocery store because we were going to a birthday party of a friend of ours that just had a baby and all of that after And I'm walking through the grocery store and I'm just like managing my own energy because I've done everything that there is to do. And I think that that is, that is such a vital understanding that there is a point when there is nothing else to do except manage your own energy. Mm -hmm. You know, you've done everything that you need to do. And now it's about you and you. And I was walking through the grocery store and I was just saying, I get to have exactly what I want. I get to have exactly what I, and I was just saying it over and over and over in my mind. And I keep my phone on silent all the time because I can't stand all the notifications. Totally. Um, but I didn't know it. But at that moment, he was, the landlord was calling saying, hey, do you want to sign the lease? Let's go. Oh, so good. You know, and it was just this. <gasps> and I mean, we were celebrating so hard. And I, it was so funny because to the logical human mind, all we did was find a rental house. 
right? Mm. But it was so much bigger than that. There was so many lessons that came through this. And, and I shared the story as I was going through it with my community the entire way. And the number of people I had messaging me saying, oh my God, thank you for telling me this. Thank you for sharing this. This helped me so much with my, with planning my wedding. I was so stressed out about this. Thank you. This helped me so much with trying to increase the the audience of my podcast. I was feeling so stressed out about it. Thank you so much for sharing this. The story helped so many people with where they were in their life. And it was all about just how we chose to move through our own challenge. And I really understood that challenge is not something that you get out of in life. You're the most spiritual person in the world is going to have challenge. The best mindset in the world is going to face challenge, but it's about how you choose to move through it and that you can take things that were, that can feel debilitating, feel like you're so wrong in what you did. And the way that you move through it, moving through it powerfully ends up being a ripple effect for good in so many other people's lives, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just got it at such a a different level of what all of this meant. And so we move into the house. He did give me, I asked him for the floor plan, by the way, so that I I could compare it. It is verbatim the exact thing. I even posted it in my group showing the comparison of, you know, upstairs and downstairs. It's insane. It's it's literally exact. What I got was that whole business, the the month and a half that we spent trying to buy, it was all so perfectly aligned because this house wasn't even built yet. So good. (laughs) Right? We had to go through that timeline to wait for the house to get built, to have the experience that we did, to receive the vision, and then to have the match. And for me to understand now how it all works, that you can create, I created a whole house in a week. I mean, a whole house in a week. What? What? That's insane. You know? And so for the, the universe always over delivers, I mean, over delivers on exactly what it is that you need. And you, you're not always going to get what you expect. You're not always mm-hmm. going to get what you want, but you will always get what you need. And what I mean by need is not like survival need. It's like, here's what you need to understand life at an entirely new level so that you can be the human that you choose to be in this world. Right. Like I choose to be a leading example of how I live. And I'm thinking about that all the time. Like every move that I make, how is this helping other people who are watching me? Right. And this took everything to an entirely new level, Mm. you know, and and it's amazing. By the way, it's suburbia, straight up. Suburbia. <laughs> like, like neighbors across the way, like, Hey guys, you know, like suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Robert started calling me the suburban witch. And as soon as he said it, I just, I loved it. I loved it because this is, this is making it mine. You know, it's so fun. Like, it's just a yeah. fun term. It's a fun thing yeah. to think about. Like, I'm just over here just doing magic in the middle of suburbia, <laughs> you know, like, it's just a fun thought. But it, what it really did was it, it took it all full circle. Mm. Know yourself. It doesn't matter where you are. Know yourself. It's all going to be yours anyway, you know? Mm, so good. Yeah. So now we've been in this house for about two weeks and it feels already like a a year. I don't know. You know, it's like everything feels like a year and a day all at the same time. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that story. That's so good. Thank you. Mm. It's been a wild ride, but so cool. 
Yeah, I love just, it. All the synchronicity. I just love like, yeah, it's like your patience gets tested. Um, and at the end, it's all for the benefit of you and you sharing your story impacts so many other people. So, right. And that's, I think that's the work of a lifetime, right? Is because think about if I had been able to zoom out and see the whole thing, I never would have had the emotionality up and down that I had. Right. Right. If I knew how it was all going to work out, I would have been calm the whole time. But this is the thing is that it always works out. Mm -hmm. It always works out one way or the other, but your experience of it will be dependent on how you choose to go through it. Who do I choose to be in the, in between, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. That was incredible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I just talked like, like a whole novel. Like, <laughs> No, that was juicy. It was really good. Well, for people who are listening and they want to get to know you more and follow you, how can they do that? Sure. So on Instagram, I am at Marley Ansel. Um, you'll see my name, the Suburban Witch is on there. And, um, on Facebook, you can join my FemRise Facebook group. It is, um, FemRise Spirituality, Leadership and Wealth. And for the next 30 days, we are doing what I'm calling coffee and messages from the vault. I go in there every morning and I read straight raw from my journals. So that's probably the best way to come into my world right now and just be in the energy. I love that. That is, that is ballsy reading straight from your journal. I love it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's like a, a dance in the cosmos over coffee, you know? Mm. it's we get we get very esoteric in there which is really fun oh I love it all right I'll put <laughs> all of that in the show notes thank you so much Marley it was such a blast You're so welcome thank you it was so amazing amazing and then for those listening please share this episode tag us on insta stories if you are tuning in um I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can do that and enjoy enjoy your day and thank you so much Marley Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.